Well, this is the last Sunday of the church calendar year, the lectionary year. It's called Christ the King Sunday. Did you know that? Christ the King Sunday. Next Sunday will be the first Sunday of the liturgical calendar, the lectionary calendar, and we will begin uh, the new calendar year, lectionary year, uh, with Advent. So very looking, very much looking forward to that. You know, the last Sunday of the year is a time to kind of reminisce a little bit. Greatest hits. Some greatest hits, so to speak. This past week, I, uh, I needed a little laughter in my life, so I googled clean jokes that are funny. And I, I have a few of my greatest hits, and we'll see how many you like, because if you don't like any of them, we're done at one. Okay, you ready? These are some of the greatest hits. These are some of the ones that I liked. Okay, you may like other ones, but here's a couple. What do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. Thank you very much. Is that doing better? Okay. Here's a, I think I have green light to go to another one. What lights up a soccer stadium? A soccer match. Ooh. Okay, I'm going one and one. Okay, I like this one. Where do pencils go on vacation? Pennsylvania, yeah. All right, we got a little redemption there, so we got two to one. I'm going to keep going. I got a couple more. What did the custodian say when he jumped out of the closet? Supplies. Okay, three and one. I'm going for it. Okay, here's the last one. I could go on, but then why? Uh, what do you call four bullfighters standing in the quicksand? Cuatro cinco. I'm going four and one on that one. All right, I'll be back next week for some more, same time. If you liked them, you'll be back. If you didn't, you're out of here. Okay, so those are, those are some greatest hits from that website, and there's like 200 more, so we might be doing this for a while. <laughs> we've certainly been on a journey together, haven't we? We've, we've been on a Gospel of John greatest hits journey. Anybody here like greatest hits? Who owns a greatest hits album? Just shout out to me a couple of the greatest hits album that you have. Abba, okay. That sounds fun. The Eagles. What? Rush? Ooh, a Canadian. I, I have that one too. Rush. What else? Moody Blues. I am totally losing my hearing. I don't know what's going on. The Rolling Stones. Okay, Margo's a rocker and we always knew that. Okay, so like for me, Journey's Greatest Hits, REO, Speedwagon, Chopin, Mozart, Bach, Beethoven, or a few of mine, Yo-Yo Ma, Led Zeppelin, and quite a few, Sinatra, anybody a Sinatra fan with Greatest Hits? He's got more Greatest Hits albums than most people have albums, but uh, anyway, so Greatest Hits, right? And now here's the thing with what we've been doing in Surpassing Jesus. We've been looking at some of the greatest hits in John's Gospel. That's what we've been doing over the last couple of months. We've been on this greatest hits 
John's gospel journey. And I want to take us back all the way to the beginning and recall to our collective memory a few of these stories that we've tried to live into and lean into. John, and Alfredo got us going on this, John's the beginning of all new beginnings. It's the, it's the, it's the new book of Genesis. John picks up where Genesis left us. Genesis is the creation of the, of the whole story, and John is the recreation in Jesus Christ of the whole story. With Christ the King at the center. And then we saw the glory of the Messiah that changed water into wine. We saw the gift of Jesus coming to break barriers, to remove barriers, and demonstrate that grace is for all people. We saw an entire village was changed because of the faith of an ostracized, marginalized, laughed at, mocked woman at the well. We saw that God was at work healing when the circumstances seemed in despair and out of control when He, Christ, healed a lame man. We discovered then that we're actually living in a time of abundance, even though oftentimes it feels like we live in a time of scarcity. And that lesson was taught to us in the feeding of the multitudes by the faith of a tiny Well, maybe not tiny. A young boy. We learned that forgiveness demands that we put down the rocks that we carry in our backpacks and in our purses and in our pockets. Because we recognize that there isn't one single person here that doesn't have a hurt or a habit or a hang-up. Not one of us is exempt from that. And the grace of God stands to reconcile all of those things for every human being, past, present, and God willing into the future. We learned a couple of weeks ago that being right or theologically correct, being right or theologically correct is not as important When compassion is at play. When compassion is the goal. When a woman caught in adultery is met with compassion so that stones are dropped. And last week we learned that resurrection is stronger than any past mistake or sin or fear or resentment or misstep. There's always a second chance if our heart is in Jesus Christ, Christ the King. Now those are some greatest hits on a CD, aren't they? Those are some greatest hits to lean into. Those are a few of the greatest hits. And there are more from the Gospel of John. So as we wind up, this Surpassing Jesus sermon series, there's only a question left to ask. And it goes like this. What is your Surpassing Jesus story? 
See, Jesus and John's gospel started these stories rolling and they're continuing in the, life, the lives of the church universal today. I'd like to restate the principle. And the principle goes like this. We can surpass Jesus doing greater things as a community, this church, the church, because Jesus has gone to the Godhead. John 14, 12, here it is. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in Me will do the works that I have been doing, and here's the key phrase, and they will do even greater things than these. Not better things, just greater things. Can you imagine? Greater things than these greatest hits that John has laid out for us are available to us to this day. Because Jesus goes to the Father. That's the principle stated. That's the mandate to live in love. As the movement of God's people called the church are literally holy spirited out into the neighborhood, community, around the world, and into our back door again. But there's a big question for us this morning, and the question is how do we do that? It's not a works righteousness thing as we're about to see. But how do we do that? Well, John chapter 15, verses 16 and 17 say this. You did not choose me, Jesus said, but I chose you and you. And you, 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 and you. I'm feeling kind of silly now. And you, you kind of, you get the deal? God chose you and I, appointed, so that we might go and bear fruit. Live the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness. Self-control. Fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask, whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. <sighs> Love each other. It sounds so simple on a screen. How do we do this? We're chosen to bear fruit in love. We're called by God, chosen in the Spirit, and commissioned and sent out in love. Always love. Always love. Always love. Do we always do everything in love? I don't usually like confessing in public, but I'll risk it. I'm pretty sure I'm not always driven by love. But that's how we go. We are chosen by God to bear fruit in love. That's how we go. That's how we do it. That's how 
we surpass Jesus, do greater things, and the gospel or the greatest hits albums just keep on coming. Decade after decade, generation after generation, in new and creative ways, in different genres and different sounds. Things that we like and love and things that make our heads explode from the inside out. But that's okay. Because it's the diversity of the Holy Spirit that has chosen us to bear fruit in public in love. Well, John doesn't stop there. In John chapter 20, verses 21 and 20 to 23, listen to what else he says. Again, Jesus says, Peace be with you. Oh, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I send you. And with that, and this is curious to me, he breathed on them. I hope he had a mint before he did this. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive it. The wind of God. The Ruach Elohim. The wind of God. Receive it. It's a sign. It's a symbol. It's a seal. It's represented in your baptism. We remember it at the table. You're now a player in the realm of God. The Spirit of God infuses us. And if you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, and I'm not advocating this, they will not be forgiven. I think the emphasis is on the first half of that sentence. The image of this is powerful. In the Genesis account, I've said this before, but in the beginning was the... Wait, how does John or Genesis 1-1 go? That's John 1-1. Uh, Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Had to find it in my cloud. <laughs> now the earth was formless and void. Formless and void. Chaotic. Stormy. No order. But then the Spirit of God hovers over the face of the deep and the breath of the wind of God called the Spirit of God breathes on all creation. And order comes to the chaos. What happened in Genesis chapter 1 is, is happening again in John chapter 1. It's happening all the way through John's Gospel, this greatest hits list. The Spirit of God is doing the same thing. The Spirit of God is entering 12 crazy, wild, uncontrollable disciples and women, probably a hundred or more women that are following this Messiah. And Jesus breathes on all of them like He did in Genesis. He breathes on them and in the world of chaos, He adds a new order again and sends out this 
this mangy group of folks that normally wouldn't hang out together to change the world, to surpass Jesus, to do greater things, not better things, greater things. Here's what I do. You're going to do a lot more because i got to go back to the Father. What a text. What a promise. It's like a storm front of fresh compassion and grace and love that just makes its way around the planet to do greater things. So we're chosen to bear fruit in love. The Spirit of God sends us out to forgive and make peace. Like a frontal system. Creating order out of disorder. And here's the best part of John's Gospel, I think. It doesn't end with John's Gospel. John chapter 21, verses 4 and 5. This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I love this statement, whether it's hyperbole or not, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Isn't that beautiful? Here's what I want to suggest. I want to take an audacious, bold step this morning. That even though these are the last words of the Gospel of John, those words are not over. John's Gospel is still happening even up to today. This movement is still happening today. That's why there's not enough books to write it all down. Not just what Jesus did while He was here, but everything that the church, the realm of God has been doing since Jesus has been here. Everything that you've been a part of, that PPC's been a part of, that every church, every single one of us has ever been in in our entire lives has been a part of. Greater things than these. Which is why I'm grateful for this church. The Placentia Presbyterian Church. A hundred plus years of greater things than these. Because we know we've been chosen by God to bear fruit. We know that the Spirit sends us to forgive and be peacemakers. And we recognize that this movement is still happening. It didn't freeze frame itself 30 years ago. It's still moving because the Ruach Elohim, the wind of God, is still pushing us out in the streets. We're still on the move. We're not asleep. In fact, there's probably not enough books to write everything down that this church has done, although I know a few have tried. Can I give you a few samplings of greatest hits of PPC? What time? I got time. This is awesome. 
And then I may ask you to help me. Is that cool? Because after all, we should be grateful. It's, it's, that's the whole point of greatest hits. Gratitude. That's the whole point of thanksgiving. Gratitude. <laughs> okay, so I still love this. Never going to get over this. Never going to forget it. So this church started from a plant in First Presbyterian Fullerton because people over here got sick and tired of the really long commute with their horse and buggy. Now, I don't know about you, but that's awesome. The other thing is I dove back into the archives. Every single person, as I read stories in this church believed themselves to be an evangelist. They were out talking. Every, every church member, regular attender, they were talking to folks. They didn't rely on paid professional, professionals. They were out there chatting it up with people. George Key, the list is long. He's the easiest name for us to know and remember. But you remember more names than I do. That's surpassing Jesus. Everyone here viewed themselves as being sent out. <sighs> Surpassing Jesus. This place has definitely had a heart for the world too, hasn't it? And it continues to grow. As the chaos continues to unfold, we still are sent out to chaotic places to help in any small and large way to bring order. It doesn't matter if it's the ministry of the Fawcett's or Daystar University in Africa or Mexico and El Cezal and Vizcaino, Eno, Venezuela, surpassing Jesus. The list is long and large. It keeps growing. The nature of the movement on a move. Yeah, we've had sip, sip kitchens? Soup kitchens. What's a sip kitchen? Don't answer that. <laughs> we have not opened a bar yet. Soup kitchens, his house, charities, closets, surpassing Jesus. Children, student ministries, families, surpassing Jesus. Ancient and future forms of worship converging together to do dramatically different things, surpassing Jesus. Solidarity, intervarsity, Camino, Placentia, Connecting with PPC, surpassing Jesus. Environmentally conscious, surpassing Jesus. Ways, Bridge, Nueva Vida, Ping Pong, Science Mike, Fall Fest, musical offerings recently. Ashes on the go during Lent in the rain out on the street corner. Outreach, surpassing Jesus. Barb told the story earlier and I wanted to tell it today. Guy that couldn't even afford tickets to come to the Vizcaino fundraiser dinner. He was gifted tickets. And he walked up to Barbara and he says, I don't have much money. In fact, we don't even have money to go out. These tickets were gifted to us. But what money I do have, I'm going to give to you right now. Yeah. We raised just about $13,000, by the way. Our goal was ten. That's surpassing Jesus. All of us do accomplish more together than anyone could on their own. Why? We've been chosen to bear fruit in love. And we've been sent 
by the wind of God, the power of God, the dynamite of God that rose Lazarus and Jesus from the dead to push a movement further and further and deeper and deeper into the cracks of the chaos, the crevices of the world, because where there are cracks, where there are crevices in everything, that's how the light gets in. Leonard Cohen. That's surpassing Jesus. So at the end of this year, there's a couple more questions on our greatest hits sentimental journey through the century, millenniums, that John started us on. Why do we do these things? I mean, we know how we've been doing them, but why? Why? Again, John is helpful. Greatest hits John. Jesus did many other signs in the presence of His disciples which are not recorded in this book, but these things are written that you and everyone else may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in His name. Amen. So today, Greatest Hits Sunday, one last question this morning. That's this church's surpassing Jesus story. What is your personal surpassing Jesus story? Let's pray. We're not perfect. Never said we were nor did anyone in Scripture say they were. I guess a few egoists thought so. But why are we grateful? And even though we were deep, deep in our own sin, You called us out of that grave and we ran out. We sang it. We ran out. We're called. We're sealed and sent. And we do it because we love. We do it because we care. We do it because far greater to be a part of the movement of God than to be a part of anything else. We worship you this day, O Christ, the King, in whom our very life and breath finds meaning. Continue to inspire us because we are grateful for your work in our life and history past. May it be a springboard to greater things in the future. And all God's people said together,